0: If you would, um, turn your Bible to Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians 5, beginning in verse 21 through verse 24, Ephesians 5, 21 through 24, and if you're there, would you all stand? Let us receive the word, beginning in verse 21, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your own husband as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now, as the church submit to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything their husband, Let's pray. Lord, we approach your throne and we open our hearts against your word. And I pray um, that we would understand what you declare through your apostle, what we need to learn as Christians, how we need to conduct ourselves in this important relationship that we have. So, Father, we pray that you would teach us the manner, That which we have to carry your God-given position, the responsibility that you have granted us. So, Father, I pray that you would speak through your servant once again and give us that wisdom, discernment, the knowledge, as for us to perform and live in the manner that is worthy of our Lord Jesus Christ, that we desire to know and learn. So, Father, teach us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So good morning. Last week, we have looked at one verse, which was verse 21. We read that, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. And that is the key for all the relationship that we approach. As Christians, verse 21 is the key, the foundational uh, understanding for Christians in all relationships in life. And that key that we see in verse 21, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, you have to have this willing submission to one another if you have honor, if you respect, if you fear Jesus Christ and what he has done for you. This is how we Christians must approach every relationship. And that's the point that he's been trying to make. All these theological identity about us in Jesus Christ and what that looks like. And if he finally approaches it, the important aspect of our lives, because we are relational beings. So he says, if you truly revere Christ, if you truly love and care and understand what he has done for you. If you truly know and understand how he humbled himself to the point of death on the cross and what he gave to you, to all of us, in order to save us. If you know this and understand this, then his point is you must submit yourself to others willingly. You must lower yourself. You must humble yourself. You must Rank yourself. You must give yourself to serve others. And you will certainly not abuse your authority. You will not abuse your power. You must give yourself to serve others. You have to look after those who are under your authority. And it is all because of your reverence, of your honor and fear, the respect, the love that you have for Jesus Christ. And Paul says in verse 21, that is the key to every relationship that we will have, we would encounter. Now, with that in mind, we spend enough time on verse 21. You gotta understand that, and then we have to move on to these roles that Paul will get into. Now, the first role that we have to look at is the role of the wife. We have two wives here, and future wives are sitting here. So, I pray that this would be something that reminds you and speak to you and bless your heart. Verse 22, Wives, Paul says, submit to your own husband as to the Lord. Submit to your own husband as to the Lord. Now in verse 25, Paul says to a husband, which we will get to, husband, love your wives, he says. But then here, the very first sentence that he opens, husband, love your wives. But then he addresses to the wives, submit to your husband. You know, when you see that in verse 25, he doesn't really say to the wives, love your husband, right? just like how he addressed husband, love your wives. Instead, he tells the wives to submit to their husband. Now, I have to admit, without understanding and really deeply going into verse 21, without really understanding uh, going into the role of husband, which we will get to next Sunday, On the surface level, when you see verse 22, it sounds awfully like a bad deal. Does it not? Submit to your husband. But ladies, I promise you, you will soon realize that you've got the far, far, far better deal. Just wait until next Sunday. But with, even without going into details on husband's role, even just look at the length of, in your Bible, length of the role that Paul, the how long Paul addresses to address the wives versus the portion that was addressed to a husband. It's double the length. It comes with a greater expectation, greater obligation. Husbands would to their wives than the wives would have to the husband. I understand it says, Wives, submit to your husband. Be subject. That's another translation. Be subject to your husband. Rank yourself under him. But let me tell you that the wife is not being commanded here to obey her husband. Is it? No, that word is not in there. Just like, when you, when we go into chapter 6, you will see Paul addressing children to obey their parents. He addresses slaves to obey their master. So he knows that word exists, and he used it in other relationships. But he does not use that word, obey. He says submit. In other words, a husband does not have any authority or any right to treat his wife as a servant or as a child which is a mind-boggling thing to imagine, but I tell you it can happen and we have heard and seen some of those cases. A husband must treat his wife as an equal partner whom God has given to him to care, to provide, and to protect with love. Now notice that Paul says submit to your own husband. And that was purposely in there. Your own husband. Whose husband do you submit to? Your own. You submit to your own husband whom you belong to. The husband you who belongs to you. In other words, Paul is saying you are to willingly submit yourself to the one you possess as your own. As your own husband. Now, husband and wives not only have a mutual submissiveness in verse 21, but in here, what you have to understand is that they also have a mutual possessiveness. You possess one another. Husband and wife belong to each other in an absolute equality. Therefore, the husband does not possess his wife any more than she possesses him. Now, before we jump into the details and we're going to look into the manner of submission, the motive of submission, the model of submission in those short verses, I just want to take this time to talk about marriage in itself. Some of you might be wondering, oh, man, Eugene and Judy, you know, should be here and listening to this. They heard it. They heard it for the past four sessions. At least six hours altogether, eight hours, you know, hour and a half, two hour session. They heard it. But I think this is the very first time and since I got here, I, on Sunday pulpit setting that I address issue or the definition or expectation, the biblical understanding of marriage. Now, you already know marriage is the most valuable institution on earth. And the reason being, for that, the reason is just because it is the first and the most foundational institution that is created by God. You see, when God created man, God said it was good. He said it was good. But later in Genesis chapter 2 verse 18, God looked at his creation and he found the fault in it. He found the fault. Genesis chapter 2 verse 18, God said it is not good for the man. Be alone. So what did he do? God create created the first woman and brought her to the man. And that was the first marriage of mankind. What that tells us and shows us here is that the marriage is sacred act of God. And this marriage entirely belongs to God. Therefore, marriage comes from God above. Not from man within. And just like any other things from God, because it is from God, when He creates it and makes it, He makes it holy. Marriage is holy because He sets it apart. Marriage is not a human invention. It's not what we created. It was God who created it, and it is God who allowed it to us to participate. In it. But let's look at today's society. We have lost this fundamental truth about marriage that we do not see marriage as something that is from God, by God, and for God. And we think and act like marriage is our own creation. We search and find our perfectly compatible soulmates. We look for that perfect match. And we marry our soulmates, yet not for our own, not for that soulmate, but if we are honest with ourselves, we find and search for that soulmate and we marry that person for ourselves. Today, people marry for themselves. Marriage is not to fulfill God given responsibility, it is for. Individual gratification marriage is about me in today's society. It is not about us, but it is about me. And such view of marriage places a huge expectation on marriage. It's taxing on marriage and also on spouses. And because of this reason, we believe also in divorce, as much as we believe in marriage and soulmate. We believe in divorce because, after all, this is what we created, what we started. So that means we can also end it and kill it. People view divorce as a way out of the marriage, a way out to happiness. I made a mistake. I thought he or she was my soulmate, but he is not, she is not. I need to get out of this. So, they do not understand because it's something that they created. It is not created by God, given by God for us to participate in His plan. But the true happiness is in the marriage that belongs to God. True blessedness in marriage happens and occurs in it when we belong to God. Because marriage is a covenant. Marriage is permanent. Therefore, it irreversible promise to God. That's what you do in front of God when you say, I do. You don't say, I do, to me when I officiate. You don't say that to your family and friends. You say, I do. You make that covenant to God before God. Church, when you fall in love, you generally think you love the person. You think you love the person. But in actuality, this may sound controversial, but you don't. You think you love the person, but you don't. Why is that? Well, because you don't know the person. You think you know the person whom you love, whom you fall in love, and you just can't know who that person really is right away, that takes years. It takes years. But what you love, when you fall in love, what really happens is that you actually love your idea of the person. You actually love your idea of the person that you think you know. The truth is, not only you do not really know each other, And therefore you and the person do not really truly love each other, at least not yet. But the marriage provides the profound satisfaction of being known and also being loved through the lifelong journey together. Therefore marriage will not be fully marriage without obligation, without sense of duty, because it's not about feelings. It's about action. And Paul would draw parallel to our salvation, our relationship with Christ with marriage, husband and wife. Because salvation is exactly the same. You love the Lord. You came to understand his love for you, and you profess and confess your undying love and loyalty you ask for his forgiveness, and I will be different. I will turn, and I will live and love you. But as you all know, it comes with responsibility, it comes with obligation, a sense of duty, because the way you live, where you act, will inevitably tell the the groom uh, the Christ as a bride, the church how much you love. Because marriage, just like salvation, it's not about feelings. not about just words. It's actions. Now we will get into it more as we study uh, more about the marriage here. But let's get into the wives a little more here in the role. Paul says, submit to their own husband. But first, Paul gives the manner of submission we see manner of submission. What is this manner? What is the attitude wives should have as they submit to their own husband? Well, Paul says, their manner of submission must be as to the Lord. As to the Lord. Everything wives do must be for who? For the Lord. That means wives are to do all things in obedience to, not the husband, but to the Lord. And it must be done for all, all for his glory and to please, not the husband, but the Lord. But sometimes when we live our lives, what happens is that we find people in the place of authority who do not inspire our respect. You know what I mean? Sometimes they are thoughtless. Sometimes they are inconsiderate. Sometimes they are even abusive and ungrateful. And it is absolutely hard for us to submit to their authority. But once again, what Paul commands the wives is this. If you are the spirit-filled believer, you must submit anyway To whom? To your husband. As to the Lord. Because this is the Lord's will for you. So wives who are filled with the Spirit must submit to their husband regardless of husband's actions. Because a wife who properly submits to her husband also, also submits to the Lord. But on the other hand, a wife who does not submit to her husband also does not submit to the Lord. This is the manner of submission. As to the Lord, which is the whole past. As to the Lord, submit. Now in verse 23, Paul gives the motive of submission. It says, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. That's the reason, that's the motive. The wife's supreme motive For submitting to her husband is the fact that he is her functional head in the family. Who is husband. Just as Christ is the head of the church, Paul says. So the head gives direction and the body follow. The body responds. That's how it works. You know, as we did with the DV when I was in Texas, the ministry that I had, um, We went to a senior care center every month, first Saturday of each month, uh, to have worship, bring worship to them and have fellowship with them. And when you go and see some of these disabled seniors, it is so unfortunate to see how their bodies does not respond to their direction of their head. They would like to sing, but they can't sing. Their minds are sharp. They want to share and shake your hand, give you a hug, but the body does not respond. It gives commands to the body, but the body cannot function. body does not respond. Likewise, a wife who does not properly respond to the direction of her husband creates a serious spiritual dysfunction in a family. When husband's leadership is challenged, undermined, and ignored, it is impossible for the husband to function properly. But on the other hand, a wife who willingly and lovingly responds to her husband's leadership will bring, first of all, honor to the Lord, and then to the husband, and to the entire family, and more importantly, to herself. Read Proverbs chapter 31. And you will find the prudent woman. The woman who fears the Lord, the description, the title of that chapter will say. Because she will honor her husband. She will care for her her children. She will look after the entire business of the household. And in the end of that chapter, you know what you see? The husband, the children, the entire family, the entire household, slaves and what? Comes and then honors her for her Diligence, love, and care that she um, demonstrated over the years. And that was the biblical view of a prudent woman. The motive of submission, the, the motive of submission. Husband is the head, the functional head, equal but functional held head by God's design. For that you submit. Finally, Paul also gives the model of submission in verse 24. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husband. Folks, as we looked at it last Sunday, Jesus Christ is the ultimate model, ultimate example of submission, willing submission. He's the Savior of the body, the church. And he performed the ultimate act of submission by giving himself up to save us. And Christ is the Savior of the body, his church. And Jesus Christ is the divine role model for wives as well as husbands. He is the model, ladies, as he submitted to us and for us That's how we, how you submit to your husband, your future husband. You must follow the Lord's example as you fulfill this God given office as wife. He is the model of our submission. Folks, again, this is the passage, and we will see more coming. And we will find God's plan for the family, especially what we looked at it is for the wife. And Paul says is to submit to their, to the God given leadership over her husband as to the Lord in all things, in everything. And this is not only pleasing to the Lord, but this is the way to build godlier, happier, blessed home. And this is what the spirit-filled wives must consider at all times and carry out. Now, again, as I said in the beginning, ladies, if you feel any way, shape, or form, that you get the raw deal in this relationship, I rest assured, this does not compare when Paul begins to compare the husband's role as to what he did for the church. And I I will mention, even to the husband, and you will hear earful next Sunday, and the future husband, you also have to earn that leadership. You have to show and demonstrate the servant sacrificial model to your wives. And as you do, This submission, this willing submission from your wives will not challenge, will not question, will not be swayed by any other things. If you were thinking in any shape or form, guys, yes, pastor, preach. You're greatly mistaken and you will find out next Sunday because you have no idea what you're required to do and required to be. If you say, I do, before God and enter into this covenant. But all this to say, we all do this. Wives do this. Husbands do this. Children will do this. Parents will do this. Boss and employees will do this. Again, verse 21, out of reverence for Christ. If you understand who Jesus Christ is and what he has done for you, That is your reason why you will submit and why you will sacrificially love. And that is the key for the marriage to last, for that to accomplish what God desires by putting these two people together by sovereign will of God. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the wisdom that you have imparted to us. And I pray that you would ready us if we are already wives and if we are to fulfill that responsibility. Pray that you would daily remind the wives what Christ has done for us and the command that was clearly written out in your word. As we realize we have to submit and rank ourselves under one another. Lord, may we uh, remind ourselves each and every time what Christ has done for us. And that is truly the key for us to have healthy, successful relationships in our lives. Bless your people, Lord. Uh, continue to walk with them and guide them and navigate them through this difficult time. And I pray uh, that they will um, feel and experience your presence and your grace each and every moment. And may they praise you. Go with them, Lord. Go before them. And I pray that you would just um, demonstrate yourself, your love each and every day in their lives. pray all this in Jesus' name.